Hi everyone, I'm Mike. And I'm Jeremy. Welcome to House Calls, a podcast where we take your questions on all things related to homes, design, or anything else about buildings and the places people dwell. Call 1-800-511-6842 to get your questions answered. And remember, the advice might only be worth what you paid for it. Michael. Jeremy. We have a call. Her name is Megan. Megan. All right, here we go. Okay. Hello. Is this Megan? This is Megan. Megan, this is Jeremy and Mike. And Mike. Calling from the House Calls podcast. What is going on? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? We're great. What's going on with your home? Something about landscaping. I bought the house over the summer, and the people I bought the house from had a daughter in a wheelchair, so they had like a wraparound deck that had a ramp on it, and I removed it and put a new deck in, which is great, but where the old deck was, there's now a lot of uh, dirt, and because I've been having, we've been having so much rain that's turned into mud. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really just a wonderful situation. Um, but another discovery I recently made because of all of the rain is the cover that they had put on the well um, basically sunk in because it was just like a piece of plywood and a tarp. Whoa. And so that like disintegrated. So I dug that out last week. Out of the well? I dug out the well because um, it's just a jet pump, shallow, like well oh, system. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they kind of built like a two and a half by, I want to say four or five, um, you know, it's like um, like cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. Like a vault, sort of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to cover that back up properly. Yep. Um, and I had wanted to cover that and then like put in grass. But now it's like the middle of October and we're already starting to get frost. Yeah. yeah. And so now I'm getting worried about like having it just be a muddy mess all winter into the spring. Frost. Okay, hold on. Where are you from? Uh, I live in Riften, New York, which is right between uh, Rosendale and New Paltz. Nice. So you're in Riften. You have frost. Mm -hmm. You have mud. It's October. Of course she has frost. You have a well. Well, I think we had the first frost last night, so I I know it's winter's coming. So the objective is to clean up the, um, the well vault. Yep. Right. And cap it. And cap it properly. Yeah, cap it properly. And it sounds like to kind of spruce up the area around the where the ramp used to be, where there's now a deck. Is that right? Yeah, there's a deck, you know, just I made a much smaller deck. It's probably, you know, a quarter of the size of the deck that was on there before. So there's a lot of now open space. Cool. So what are you thinking? What do you, what would you like to see? Well, I'd like to, you know, obviously get grass down or get grass in there at some point so that there's some type of irrigation program. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, the house is kind of like a cape. Yeah. Um, and the one side of the house is the shady side. The other side gets like full sunlight. And the deck is on which which side? The shady side or the full sun side? Um, the full sun side. Okay. All right. So, so go ahead. Let's talk about the well vault. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, oh, I just want you to know 
that when I was digging in the well and I was in the well, I only made one baby Jessica reference. I can say that and laugh now because we know she's okay. That's right. Is you she know, a celebrity? I just told my nine-year-old daughter about baby Jessica not even a week ago. Really? Not even a week ago. Oh I haven't even yeah. heard that name in years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe she was on the cover of People magazine not that long ago. Nice. How is she doing? I think she's great. I think she's had a successful adult life. That's amazing. I remember watching all that live when I was a kid. So as far as the well vault goes, personally, my opinion is that don't cover it up with anything super permanent. Right. How how big did you say it was? Um, It's like... 27 and a half by, I want to say like 53 and a half. Okay. One thought is, and hopefully you can picture this, where I have at my home the cover for the septic tank. It's mostly covered with grass, but right over the cover itself, we have a very large piece of bluestone. And on that piece of bluestone, we keep a small outdoor fire pit. Okay. So it's very unassuming when you see it, you just see, hey, there's a little, you know, a piece of bluestone. But when we need to have the septic tank pumped, you just move the fire pit, you pick up that piece of bluestone, and voila, there's the top of the septic tank. So right. I, if you can, maybe do something like that, something that looks okay, maybe even something that's functional, right. but that if you really need to move it to get into that well vault, you can. Another um, recommendation that somebody had made was just to get like a nice thick piece of steel just to put a steel cover over it and then, you know, kind of put dirt on top of that, like a thin layer of dirt so that I could put grass down or something. But to definitely mark it so you know, like that's where the well hole is. Right, right. <laughs> you can do that. You can do that with bluestone too. So. You can also cast a piece of concrete or numerous pieces of concrete because it sounds like it's rectangular. You can actually build some box forms, Mm -hmm. uh, pour some concrete in them, put some rebar in there, let it cure, Mm -hmm. pop them out of the box forms, and, you know, maybe it'll take like two or three pieces of concrete. Just make sure they're like two, three inches thick or, you know something substantial where nobody's going to fall in and make sure you contact your attorney. But the other thing is, <laughs> but the other thing is, especially people named Jessica. No, oh, bad. That was so bad. But uh, but the other thing is the grassy spot the, underneath the old deck is probably a lot of rocks. You're probably going to want to get rid of those rocks. You know, wait for spring. But spring is kind of a similar time where there's going to be a lot of rain. So... You know, maybe once fall starts to dry out as the season goes on, you'll see we'll get a couple more, quote unquote, summer days. We'll probably get two or three more summer days. Right. Uh, just go through with like a metal rake, start raking out those rocks. And, um, you know, you might want to uh, you might want to add some organic somehow first before you start putting down topsoil, like maybe some wood chips or something that's going to mm-hmm. slowly disintegrate and also try to keep the erosion from getting out of control. I'd skip it. Would you? I would. I'd I'd rake it out. I'd do topsoil. And then um, it, you, that spot you said gets a lot of sun? There's, um, if you can imagine, it kind of wraps around the house. And where it wraps around, on, like on an L shape, on one side of it is the really shady part. And then the front of the house, like if I'm facing the house, there's the front door and the smaller deck that I put on. Um, one thing to consider is some people do a, a stone drip line. Mm-hmm. 
So picture parallel to the perimeter of the deck mm-hmm. um, to do just like round river stone so that if there's any splashing, mm-hmm. you're not going to get dirt splashing upwards. Okay. Uh, that's an option. And then where there's sun, I would do just plant stuff that like sun. Mm-hmm. Um, decorative grasses, regular grass. Right. And then in the shady spots, um, I don't know, hosta? Hosta? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Or you can do myrtle. You can do myrtle. You oh, yeah? can do hosta. I love myrtle. I love myrtle too. Yeah. It's good stuff for around the perimeter of a building deck, etc. Okay. Yeah. And then you can plant, you know, you can plant shrubbery in the myrtle, in the hosta, things like that. Get creative with it. Yeah, go go nuts. Yeah. No, don't go nuts, but... Her issue is she has to save all this for springtime, so she's got to put a Band-Aid on this quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What do you think about putting down, not hay, but straw? Yeah, straw works. For now? That was my point about wood chips or anything you can get for free or cheap. Just yeah. for now. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, do it right now, though. Because yeah. I think, I, right. I want to say perfect germination temperatures are something like 55 degrees. Yeah. You want to keep it warm mm-hmm. at night. Right. You still want it to get some sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I might give it a whirl now. I might give it a whirl now. Grass, but right now. Yeah. yeah. And grass seed is, is rel- relatively inexpensive. So even if you had to regrass it. Right. Yeah. Like most, reseed it, like in the spring or something. Yep, or most, throw more down in the spring. Most importantly, plant a money tree. Yeah, do that. It's <laughs> the best investment we ever made. Yeah. We planted three. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully— Where did you get the money tree? <laughs> <laughs> For the right price, I will tell you. <laughs> it's for easy installment. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Well, so, we appreciate your call. Yeah, and good luck with the house. Thank you. Yeah. You gave me some great ideas, and uh, I'll let you know how it works out. Excellent. Yeah, Sounds do a follow-up. Let us know. I will. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, thank thank you. you. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Yep. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. <clears throat> Jeremy, do you think we actually helped that woman? I think so. Really? Yeah. Oh man! You don't think so? We should call her back at another time. If she took, if she took my advice, she's going to be out there planting grass tomorrow. She, she'll be in trouble if she took <laughs> your advice. <laughs> uh, I, I hope know. we did. Anyway, all right, moving on. I have an exercise for us. Oh no! They're called burpees. I have an They're exercise. They're called squat thrusts. I haven't exercised in years. <laughs> I can see that. Mm-hmm. Take this. Yeah, all right. Okay. I have a top 10 list that I made. Mm-hmm. They are tools, tools. for homeowners oh. to have. Oh, nice. They're, they are just for general maintenance. What should I have in my home laying around if I have some maintenance problem, something pops up I have to fix? Yeah, but you know what? This isn't going to fit in that small drawer most people have dedicated for this stuff. The junk drawer in the kitchen? <laughs> exactly. So uh, let, let's go through the list, okay? This is my top 10 list. And maybe you can edit the list. Yeah. Or you can, I'll say, hey, pull three out and insert your three or five or whatever. Mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to go through it as fast as possible. Are go you ahead. ready? Ready, go. Number one. Yeah. A 25-foot tape measure. Mm, wrong. 16-foot is all you need. Let's start over. How about you let me go through the <laughs> list first? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> my brand of choice is Stanley. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. A 16-ounce smooth-faced hammer Mm, used for driving and pulling nails. Mm -hmm. My brand of choice, 
S-Wing. Mm -hmm. Number three, a six inch flexible drywall knife used for repairing wallboard. You got a hole in the wall, got to fix it with spackling, joint compound, grab that six inch drywall knife. I like Hyde, H-Y-D-E, mm -hmm. or Marshalltown. Mm. Number four, yeah. a retractable utility knife with a replaceable blade. Always. Uh, just to tip everyone, never pull a razor knife towards you. Towards you in any way, shape, or form. Always away. Yes. Uh, I like a Stanley utility knife. Mm -hmm. Number five, an adjustable, what I would call a crescent wrench. I think uh, across the pond they call it a spanner wrench. Mm -hmm. uh, adjustable for plumbing fixtures, nuts and bolts. I like the Crescent brand. Yes. Something similar. Number six, adjustable pliers. Channel locks. Did you look at the sheet? You cheated. Go ahead. Um, same thing, plumbing fixtures, nuts and bolts. Number seven, a five-in-one screwdriver. Five-in-one So it's one screwdriver, but you can have essentially five points or five tips That's on it. That's right. You got it. Um, no reason to buy a whole big kit of like eight different screwdrivers. Correct. Right. We use that for driving or pulling screws. I like Klein, K-L-E-I-N. Mm -hmm. Number eight. Mm. I don't really know what you call these things. I call it a pen tester, but it's for testing electrical circuits. So let's say you have to replace a light fixture mm -hmm. or you have a broken light bulb mm -hmm. in a base mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that there's no electricity running to it. I take this little tongue on it. <laughs> take this little pen tester. Beep, 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 beep. There's power. Klein, Klein or Milwaukee. Number nine. Yeah. A handsaw. What kind of handsaw? I, I think uh, this is like a whole other topic of conversation. Yeah. What do you mean a handsaw? For what? for cutting wood or for cutting PVC pipe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just like a regular Stanley traditional Western push saw. Mm. Some people might argue you want a Japanese style pull saw. Yeah. I think um, I think a good Stanley handsaw okay. does a lot. Yeah. Last but not least, a paintbrush. Paintbrushes. Paintbrushes. You can use them for obviously painting. Mm -hmm. You can also use them as a duster brush. If you, have to, if you have to dust something off, you can use a paintbrush. This is a great job. Way to go, man. Huh. Thank you. Yeah, this I, is really nice. You, so you again, let me run that. down this list real quick. Tape measure. I say 16 foot. Jeremy says 25. I don't disagree. 16 is good. 16 ounce smooth faced hammer. What he means is not waffle faced, which is a framing hammer. Just go get yourself a hammer. You could drive some nails. Six inch drywall knife or putty knife, which is perfect. You may as well also get the one and a half inch while you're at it. Um, retractable utility knife or utility blade mm -hmm. or razor knife or razor blade. Absolutely, 100%. Adjustable crescent wrench. Uh, definitely adjustable wrench definitely have one of those. Adjustable pliers or channel locks, yes. Five-in-one screwdriver, perfect. You can get a lot of this stuff for really cheap. Places like um, Tractor Supply or even Walmart. I mean, this stuff is cheap, it's not expensive. The brands you were naming, that's high quality stuff. Listen up, listeners, you want high quality? Listen follow, to me. Follow Jeremy's <laughs> advice. Uh, if you want to buy only one, buy the stuff Jeremy recommended. Uh, electrical circuit pen tester, that's a good idea. Not definitely necessary, but 
have it. If you can afford it, go for it. Handsaw, I like a Japanese pool saw. I do too. Double-sided, I think universal. They're collapsible. You can put them small in the toolbox. They're great. And then, of course, paintbrush or paintbrushes. Perfect list, man. Thank right you. Right now, I can't think of anything else. So let's do this. We're going to cover this again. I think we should cover it again. I think maybe in our next episode, I'd like for you to go through it. And by all means, if you if you want to see something different in, that, in my top 10, I'm all ears. Up next, we have a call. What is her name? Her name is Amanda. Amanda? She's calling from a suburb outside of Syracuse. Where is it? Manlius. Manlius? All right. Or no, is it Fayetteville? What I already you? forgot. Uh, we got to re-listen to the message. Anyway. Hello? Amanda, this is Jeremy and Mike calling from the House Calls podcast. Hey, Amanda. Hello, Jeremy and Mike. Hey, how, how are you, doing? you I'm well. How are you? Great. Doing great. What's going on? Well, I'm hoping you guys can solve some of my window questions. You know, we've kind of replaced a window here or there in our old home, but recently bought a new house that we're going to live in forever. And it has original windows and they're casement windows. So I really like the style of them. I like the way that they look. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know nothing about windows and you start <laughs> trying to get information, it's a little confusing. A lot of jargon, a lot of ratings, a lot of this, a lot of that. And um, I guess I'm just hoping you guys can give me sort of a best place to start, how you would approach windows if, you know, you were going to live in your house for another 40 or 50 years. And I guess we'll start from there. I mm-hmm. think it's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Because I think that <laughs> um, I think that, that windows are sort of one of those things that people get 18 different quotes. Mm-hmm. And I like a roof. I think people get a lot of quotes for a roof. I th- think people get a lot of quotes for windows. Uh, people get a lot of quotes for paving their driveway. Mm-hmm. But I think, personally, I think that windows are something that you should hire an independent contractor to install. I agree. If you go with, let's say, you want Pella windows, mm-hmm. and you're going to buy from Pella, Pella might send out their own crew, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is nothing bad against Pella, I'm just saying. Um, Pella might send out their own crew, but Pella's overhead is probably going to be a little bit different than an independent contractor. Right. And Pella is probably going to sell you windows at whatever they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I would engage fewer people than more people. Does that make sense? Okay. It does, yes. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, but half of the battle is knowing what you want, right? So, windows are about a look, um, mm-hmm. but they're also about price. And they're about performance, yeah, the install is pretty straightforward unless you run into problems. So hold on, let me ask you a few questions. Sure. So did you decide on a window you like? We, we really want to stay with the casement style. Um, we, we like the way that it looks when the windows are open. We think it's part of the charm of the house, so we really didn't want to get away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've definitely settled on casement windows. So that's like half the battle. It is half the battle. Any, <laughs> you know what you want. Do you know if you want any div- dividers in the casement window or anything like that? Decorative grills in the glass. They're actually called muntins. Most people um, call them grills. <laughs> yes. So this, our first window project is just doing all of the bedroom windows. Yeah. So we'll do the, the ground floor next year, probably. Okay. Um. So they have just the regular square, you know, well, I guess they're more of a rectangle, vertical mm-hmm. rectangle. Yeah. Um, just, like the individual yeah, panes. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay, good. 
Perfect. And they've got the grids in them. Now, what about the prices? Did you get the prices? There is a pretty serious swing. That's the thing. I think what you guys uh, said right, okay. kind of makes a lot of sense in the overhead because we went with a local company. The salesman came over and uh, the price was extraordinary. We had no idea that they were going to tell us they were that expensive per window. That's common for windows. Was the price expensive from the window or from the install price? They didn't really break it out, to be honest. Oh, see, that, that bothers me yeah. so much. Don't trust them. They said, the, you know, for these windows that are apparently the best windows you could ever buy, blah, blah, blah. They all are, yeah. For <laughs> the windows and the installation and everything was like almost $1,200 a window. And that was after a pretty theatrical 20% discount. <laughs> um, <laughs> theatrical is the best way that I can say that. Um, <laughs> you know, we called on the right day and we were so lucky that we oh, got it. right. They were just um, ready to go to another project. Yeah, and, that's right. They, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and then a friend of mine referred us to someone who is an independent contractor who did all the windows in their new house, Good. you know, came very highly recommended. Yeah. I really like the guy's style. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he'll he'll be great. And his price was about half. Okay, even if it's half, and well, a little more. It was like just it was like seven hundred a window. Okay, but let's just. I'm going to give you a tip here as a builder contractor guy. Even if the mm-hmm. price was the exact same, hope he's not listening. Go with the person you like, the person you're comfortable yes. with. Go. You, yes. This is your house. You said 40 more years. Those are important things. And you want someone who you can trust and who you can feel like you can rely on. It's not about the house. It's about the people you deal with while you're in the house. I agree. And yeah. I, I think that, that um, you know, if you already came recommended— that's that's huge that's already. Half of it. I'm going to talk about this yeah, later. I yeah, I really, we really liked him. I really like him. Yeah, and so that's important. And then also just having somebody that's comfortable in your home. And and here would sort of be the litmus test. If he was the same price or more expensive than the larger company, I would even say go with him anyway. Yeah. Because not necessarily the price, but if you're comfortable and he came recommended, you know, you can't really put a price on that. I agree. Right. Absolutely. It's just shocking, you know, as a homeowner who cannot do this themselves, yeah. to see such a just huge like, difference between yeah. one and the other. It's like, how do you even not second guess the decisions that you're making when there's so much seemingly wiggle room on, on everything? I don't know. It was really disheartening. It's funny you say that. Because we started this podcast for people like you and issues like this because we're here to help. I'm surprised no one started a podcast like this before <laughs> us, Jeremy, because people need help out there. They need a little advice. They need a little, um, like, what do I do? What, who should I trust? Yeah, even like, is this normal? It's like, it is know? normal. Yeah, it's super like, normal. Is it is normal. normal. It's very common. And I think, like, and I, I tell this to my customers um, if they're shopping around, I just say, and I hate this to be so blunt. I just say you got to compare apples to apples, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that can be hard. But you're in a position where you're going to be spending a lot of money. It's OK to ask a ton of questions. Here's another tip I'm going to give you about the windows. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you have to buy the most expensive windows. If you want to buy the most expensive windows, go for it. But it all depends on what the house is, how old the house is, things like that. And remember, the the typically, 
I'm going to say typically here, the cheaper vinyl windows, and I'm not trying to push you into any direction, have a better thermal rating than the modern aluminum clad wood windows because they have a better R value or a U value if we're talking about windows, but uh, they have a better thermal rating typically. So it's a misnomer mm. to think that if you pay for more expensive windows, you're going to get a better product. Sometimes that's not the case. So don't, you know, try not to fall into that trap. Apples to apples, baby. All day long. <laughs> okay. All day long. Yeah. Do you think like now they've got like triple pane and they've got Ooh, like okay. on gases. I'm like, what is happening right okay, now? Okay. The, ga- <laughs> the gases you can't control because they're pretty much in every window now. So just get it. Okay. You argon, want argon, right? argon gases and you want the low E coating. You definitely want that on the window as long as it doesn't drive up the price too high. Okay. And if you wanted to go triple pane... If you have the money and you like it, go for it. Okay. But again, it goes back to the house. How old is the house? How long do you want to be there? And it goes to the installer because an installer who installs a window poorly, you may as well not even replace the windows. Right. And that's that's kind of why I was so comfortable that this one person came recommended. All he does is windows. Good. I that That's what we'll do. Yeah. Hey, if you have any questions while he's doing it or whatever, call back in. Yeah, give us a call. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, we appreciate you calling us. So helpful. Thank you both very yeah. much. Yeah, thank you for the call. Good luck with everything. All right, thanks so much. All right, hey, thanks, have Amanda. A great day. Uh, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. What do you think about that? I think she's going to get a great window installed for a good price, and she's probably going to be happy that she called in the House Calls podcast. I agree. It sounds like she's going to hire a Mike or a Jeremy. Yeah, and she should, especially if the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel uncomfortable for whatever exchange she had that with like a sales, sales guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, act now, 20% off. Call now. Void where prohibited by law. <laughs> On behalf of JK and I, thank you to all our callers that call in. We really appreciate these calls. We love helping people solve their problems. And if you want to subscribe, find us, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And in the infamous words of Mike Wentland, be good. Thanks for listening to the House Calls podcast, recorded at Silver Hollow Audio, with your hosts, Mike Wentland and Jeremy Castle. Produced by Brett Barry. Editing by Zach Bell. This episode was sponsored by our friends at Rowan Woodwork. Custom cabinetry in Kingston, New York, featuring a new team of highly skilled cabinet makers. Find out more at rowanwoodwork.com. Be sure to click that subscribe button and call us so we can feature your home question on the show. 1-800-511-6842. That's 1-800-511-6842. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.